Today is January the 6th. Today, we'll look at Abraham's covenant. Our reading for today takes us from Genesis 12 to Genesis 15. Now, remember yesterday we said God's plan uh, throughout Genesis and indeed throughout all of Scripture is to show us that we by ourselves are unable to do anything about our own salvation. In chapter 12, we see the first thing that God does here with Abraham is he makes a covenant with Abraham. A covenant is simply a business deal. God makes a business deal with Abraham. Now, in that business deal, God says to Abraham, chapter 12, verse 1, leave your native country, go where I'm going to tell you to go, and I will make you into a great nation. I'll give you a land. I'll give you descendants. I will bless you and all the families on earth will be blessed through you. This is the covenant that God makes with Abraham. As uh, we read on, we see um, some uh, difficult things that happen around Abraham's nephew, Lot. Lot uh, leaves the protection of Abraham and begins to live in a a city that is known for its wickedness, uh, the city of uh, the the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, Lot happened to live in Sodom, but Gomorrah was just as bad. Uh, Lot uh, is captured by enemy kings Abraham, goes and rescues him on his way back. He meets Melchizedek, a priest of God Most High, and he gives Melchizedek a tenth of everything that he has. We come to chapter 15 and we have a second covenant. In this second covenant, God says, I'll give you descendants and I'll give you a land. And then amazingly, we have this verse, Genesis 15, 6, and Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. I'd like you to read Genesis 13 to 15 right now. Genesis 12 through 15, New Living Translation. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran, and headed for the land of Canaan. 
When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up a camp beside the Oak of Moreh. At that time, the area was inhabited by the Canaanites. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord, who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up a camp in the hill country, with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. And Abram continued traveling south by stages towards Nagir. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abram said to his wife Sarai, Look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife, let's kill him, and then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And sure enough, when Abram arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Sarai's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to Pharaoh, their king, and Sarai was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abram many gifts because of her, sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and accused him sharply. What have you done to me? he demanded. Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say, she is my sister, and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here's your wife, take her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them, and he sent Abram out of the country along with his wife and all his possessions. So Abram left Egypt and traveled north into the Nagir, along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. From the Nagir, they continued to travel by stages towards Bethel and they pitched their tents between Bethel and Ai, where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abram had built the altar, and there they worshipped the Lord again. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had become very wealthy with flocks of sheep, goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot, with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. At the time, the Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, Abram said to Lot, Let's not allow this conflict to come between us and our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any selection of the land you want, and we will be separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land on the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I'll go to the left. Lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley, in the direction of Zohor. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the Garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley, to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted companies with his uncle Abram. So Abram settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot moved his tents to a place near Sodom, and settled among the cities of the plains. But the people in this area were extremely wicked, and constantly sinned against the Lord. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, 
Look, as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west, I am giving all this land, as far as you can see, to you and your descendants, as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that, like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. So Abram moved his camp to Hebron and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. There he built another altar to the Lord. About this time war broke out in the region. King Amraphel of Babylonia, King Aryak of Elazar, King Kador Laamor of Elam, and King Tidal of Goyheim fought against King Bera of Sodom, King Bersha of Gomorrah, and King Shinab of Admah, King Shem-Eber of Zeboim, and King Bela, also called Zor. This second group of kings joined forces in Siddim Valley, that is, the Valley of the Dead Sea. For twelve years they had been subject to King Kador Laomor, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled against him. One year later, Kador Laomor and his allies arrived and defeated the Rephates at Astaroth Karnam, the Zuzits at Ham, the Emits at Shava Kiriathim, and the Horites at Mount Seir, as far as El Peran, at the edge of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishpat, now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Amalekites and also the Amorites, living in Hazazon, Tamar. Then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Admah, Zeboim, and Bela, also called Zor, prepared for battle in the Valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against Kador Laamor of Elam, King Tidal of Goyheim, King Amaraphel of Babylonia, and King Arioch of Eleazar. Four kings fought against five. As it happened, the Valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. And as the enemy of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed home, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew, who lived in Sodom, and carried off everything he owned. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove belonging to Mamre the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives Eshkul and Anir were Abram's allies. When Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kador Laamor's army until he caught up with them at Dan. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kador Laamor's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobar, north of Damascus. Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and other captives. After Abram returned from his victory over Kador Laamor and all his allies, the king of Sodom went out and met him in the valley of Shalvah that is, the king's valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and the priest of God Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. 
Blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Anir, Eshkul, and Mamre. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. The Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur, the land of the Chaldeans, to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abram presented all of these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land, where they will be oppressed as slaves for four hundred years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land, for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking firepot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. The land now occupied by the Kenites, Canaanites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephates, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Having read or listened to Genesis 13 to 15, I have a simple, simple question for you. Do you believe like Abraham believed? Abraham believed God, and he was counted as righteous because of his faith. What about you? Do you believe? Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it.
Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see what happens when we try to take matters into our own hands.